Welcome to Once Upon a Housewife, a podcast where we discuss the housewives you love to love, love to hate, and sometimes hate to hate. Your next episode with Bess and Sarah is coming up now. Hello, Sarah. Hey, Bess. How are you today? Well, let's tell everyone why we're not drinking kava today, shall we? (laughs) (laughs) We had a bit of a blowout of a weekend celebrating my birthday. birthday. So we are um, just doing straight water today. Day two of hangover. Yeah. It's been a rough one, but it's okay. We are typically recording on the weekends, and we are here on a Tuesday evening uh, to really tackle this interesting person. This is a big one. Yeah, this one took many weeks of coordination and just a lot of notes. And it was exhausting. I found it to be exhausting. I think this is... I think this is a hate to hate for me. I don't want to hate her, but I do. I think it was. Do we... I mean, we're covering Lisa Vanderpump. Yeah, Lisa Vanderpump, the one and only. We're really just going to be covering her time on the Housewives of Beverly Hills. We're not going to be speaking about Vanderpump Rules, but it's like, I think the reason why I hate to hate her is because I like Vanderpump Rules, and I like Housewives of Beverly Hills, and she's been a major part of both, but I just, I don't like her. Lisa started off for me, like in the first season, I absolutely loved her. Loved. She was a breakout, she the breakout star. was the breakout star. And then all of a sudden, I, I think she kind of got on my nerves, I want to say around seasons three and four. Yeah. And re-watching it, I, I really hate her. I think I don't like her more. I really don't like her more. With watching it. And, and I know because I recently watched most of Housewives of Beverly Hills and we covered Yolanda mm-hmm. a few months ago. And then revisited some of those same episodes for Lisa viewing through you know that lens it didn't hit the same as it hits with Yolanda no it's just ickier (sighs) but I'm ready to I'm ready to tackle her yeah this is going to be a lot of notes and I know people are going to have a lot of thoughts about her because she really was the breakout star of the show and everyone thought Kyle would be I think I think it was her Kyle's a beta but that's for a different episode yeah all right get back to it get get into it rather all right Once upon a time, there was a girl named Lisa Jane Vanderpump. She was born September 15th, 1960. This makes her 62 years old. She was born in, as she's getting ready to be 63, I believe. She's she's a Virgo like me. Oh, yeah. It's coming up. She was born in Dulwich, London, England. This is a borough in South London. She's a Virgo sign. As I said, Virgos are logical, practical, sensible, systematic and loyal i would say i don't i don't personally see this any of this in her i don't see loyal. except for systematic definitely systematic. i don't see sensible and i don't see loyal and i don't see practical and i don't see logical so i just don't get it i found what was interesting too is uh she's by five i would have thought she was a lot taller than she's this. got those three inch heels on she's always got those huge heels so yeah She's 5'5". Parents are John and Jean Vanderpump. This last name, I'm like, what's up with this last name? What is Vanderpump? It's Dutch. Uh, Her father was an art director for an ad agency. I don't know anything about what her mother did. Perhaps she was a stay-at-home. Not sure. Lisa was the youngest child. Uh, She had an older brother, Mark, 
Uh, I think we all remember that he did pass away not too long ago. He was a businessman in, I believe, London. And don't forget she had Nanny Kate. She did have Nanny Kate, who she was very close with. So a little bit about Lisa, what we learned, right? Mm -hmm. She was an actress from the beginning. She went to um, study ballet originally at a young age and then eventually studied acting instead, attending something called the Corona Academy. And she was a pretty big working actress. Yeah, too. from from the from a young, young age. She enrolled in this Corona Academy at the age of nine. And then she was in her first film in England at 13. And it was the 1973 romantic comedy called A Touch of Class. Ooh. Right? And then at 14, she made her TV debut in something called John Halifax Gentleman in 1974. What do you think that was about? I don't know. These are like British shows, I guess. Um, She was also in the 1978 movie Killer's Boon. Didn't someone win an Oscar? I feel like that sounds familiar, but I'm not sure. But because of all of this work that she did as a young working actress... She was able to buy her own flat in London. She was 21. At the age, no, she was 19. Wow. She was completely financially self-sufficient due to all these acting jobs. She went on to hold small roles in various TV programs and music videos throughout the, the 70s through the 90s. Crazy, right? And she met Ken Todd really young, too. She met Ken when she was 21. Yeah. At a nightclub when she was there with her brother. Nice. And then, like, three months later, they were married. I know that it was quick. Ken is quite her senior as well. So, she was in over 100 commercials. Wow. And I think that all of this, all of this acting in England, here's the commercial she was in, which is all, like, British stuff, Mm -hmm. Maltesers, Hamlet cigars, and, you know, a couple of others that we wouldn't have here. What do we think Maltesers is? Oh, I love Maltesers. Those are the ones I actually know. They're like malted milk balls. They're like Whoppers. Oh, okay. But they're a little bit better. So she's in all these commercials, and I think that ultimately what she thought, this is what I think, is Mm -hmm. like, I've got to get to Hollywood. Right? That was always her end goal. I know it. I know it. And she was there once before she went back. But, so before that, should we get into her um, marriage... She married Ken in 1982. Yep. What else do we have for marriage stuff? I don't know. Oh, here we go. Hold on. Hold, please. (laughs) No, I think that's it. I've just said I'm not a huge fan of Ken. She married him quickly, as you said. She married him quickly. They have two kids, Pandora, her favorite, and Max, who she adopted, who I actually also really like, too. I like Max, too. So in the places that she's lived before she got to Beverly Hills, I thought this was interesting because I've always thought this is like a, I don't know, this is like a traveling family. Mm -hmm. They've lived in London, Cheltenham. Where's that? I'm not sure. Somewhere else. British. Something, something in the UK. Mm -hmm. Monaco, the south of France. And then they were in like... Hollywood somewhere, and then they were back in England, and then they were in Beverly Hills. They moved back to Beverly Hills to follow Pandy to Pepperdine University. That's what she says. Allegedly. Yeah, that's that's what she says. Ken also has a really hot son. Oh, I forgot what that guy's name was. And he married a Bond girl, and they recently got divorced. She was like 20 years older than him. Oh, wow. Maybe 10 years. They have a kid together, and he is hot. What is his name again? Unclear. I forget. I'll get up. So, okay. 
Should we get into a little bit of lifestyle stuff? Yeah, let's do it. I love the lifestyle stuff. Okay, this is so stuff like, I really like to know about. So, like, mostly lifestyle and just socials. Her celebrity net worth is $90 million. I found that to be like a whopper because I've always thought, really, myself, I've thought that she's kind of a house of cards. But what I, do you think? I don't I know. Don't $90 know. Million is, is I know they amazing. made some money on. The houses. Is this just he must some have sold? Property? I mean, they've opened and closed some twenty restaurants. I mean, I didn't realize how lucrative some of these restaurants could have been or nightclubs. Well, we'll get into that in a second because I have a list of them. Okay. And her Instagram, she's got three point one million followers. In comparison, Kyle Richards has four point two million followers. Denise Richards one point six million followers. That does not include her OnlyFans. Erica Jane has two point six million followers. And Kent Todd has none, because he's not on it. I couldn't find him. I would have thought Lisa had a little bit more, but just because of the Vanderpump of it all, but she's not she the one they're interested in watching the show for. Her Instagram's not very good either. What I did find the most amazing was how much she charges for Cameo. $295. A pop! Do you think she gets a lot of requests for it? I do. You think she keeps I think up people with just it? love the accent. I think they love it. So let's see. She's more of her lifestyle stuff. It seems like she she was in the 2014 Lady Gaga music video for Guy. With all the rest of the housewives and Andy. And Andy, yeah, right. She has a book, Simply Divine, a guide to easy, elegant, and affordable entertaining. It. She seemed to have partnered at some point with a Dr. Simon Orion to, at Epion to create a serious skincare line. But when you Google all of these things, that guy's like works with Kardashians. Find <laughs> a housewife that doesn't have a skincare line. And this guy point. seems to be like working with all of them because oh, he Dr. uses oh. them. Yeah. He totally does the Kardashians. He does the Kardashians. So like she had something with him. She did do her stint. We all remember for Beverly Hills Lifestyle Magazine. Was that real? This is what they do when they say someone's editor-in-chief. They do one, um, they do one, like, issue. (laughs) (laughs) They, like, are the ones that pick out, like, how it looks and lays out and stuff. So there was something that I found about her creating, oh, sorry, supposedly, supposedly, Mm -hmm. sorry, she creates most of her own clothing, like, custom, those dresses that she wears, it says with a little assistance from her close friends Alan Del Rosario and Christina Makowski. Do you believe she creates those dresses? They all kind of look I don't the same. Think she so. creates them. I think she has like a tailor make them for her. Yeah, they're, like cus- they're like bespoke. A satin pussy Bes- bow. Bespoke. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, you know the colors of pink I like. Now, this Vanderpump Beverly Hills collection of homewares. I could find nothing on this. I found a couple of old articles in magazines like Hollywood lifestyle and stuff like that. This was some kind of like line that came out or was supposed to come out in 2014, 2015. I, I don't know that it I ever really came to fruition or sold anywhere. Vanderpump Rose and Vanderpump Sangria. Yeah, those two <laughs> things have been successful. I'm not so sure as the, the Sangria, I think. Have you tried the Rose? Yeah, I drink it a lot. Is it good? Yeah, it's pretty decent. So I how had much some is here. the bottle? It's about $20. Wow. 20 22 that's a really, that's fancy wine for me yeah it's pretty good they they have it up the street at my local 
place, but actually, especially during the most recent Vanderpump run that we all took part in, it was very difficult to find because everybody was having these watch parties. Well, if I wasn't at a drag brunch getting wasted all day on Sunday, I could have had some Vanderpump. I know we planned on having it today, but it just didn't work out that way. Okay. So more on the business ventures and things. Can we just take like a little backpedal? Yes. To the restaurants and bars. So many. So Lisa and Ken say that they have owned and operated 36 restaurants, clubs, and bars during their time together. So all of said bars were said to have been exquisitely designed by Lisa. And Nicolaine. I don't know if that person designed all of them, but do you you like Lisa's design style of her restaurants and bars? It's a lot of look. I think Sir is the grossest, ugliest, purple velvet... Dirty, like, it's just dirty. It's sticky. I absolutely hate her design style. I cannot stand it. It is, like, could not be more opposite of what I like. It just, I always think when you go into one of those places that has all those, like, fake flowers and things everywhere that it's just dust collecting on everything. It's gross. Nasty. Villarosa? Ugh. Okay, so here's, just quickly, and then we got some Villarosa stuff, too. Okay. Some of these names, of, I had to do some Reddit deep diving to find some of these names because I certainly haven't heard of 36 restaurants and bars that she's owned. I know of about what, like four? I think these were all Ken Todd previously before he was with Lisa. Okay, so Ken Todd owned a bar in 1982 when they got married called Corks. Okay. It sounds kind of like sounds Irish like or a pint. Get a good pint there. But some of the names of other places that they have owned, I was able to find, but certainly not 36 of them. But here they are. And these all, I could just imagine, these to me sound like gay dance clubs in the UK. <laughs> they just all, or the south of France or whatever. They sound like a place that would be at like a Bahamas all-inclusive. Okay, so Cheers. Okay. The okay. Glass House. Mm-hmm. Bar Soho. LV Poe. Or LVPO? I don't know. Village Soho. Mai Tai. That's my favorite name. Mai Tai. (laughs) The Shadow Lounge, which the Shadow Lounge, if you recall, I think it was maybe one of the most recent ones that they owned, but that guy Cedric came from the Shadow Lounge. He was like the main, probably gigolo there. Okay. (laughs) That's what they did? Yeah, probably. The Pheasantry, Bar Madrid, Zoo, you know that was a huge club. Like, remember that club here, Circus? Yes! Just imagine the zoo was Ugh. like that. Oxygen. I mean, who? It sounds like a Vegas. What, like, they just like put a name on like a fishbowl? Yeah. Mean, like, Villa table. Blanca, Sir, Pump, Tom Tom, Vanderpump Garden, and so on and so forth. So that's what I could find. And then, um, okay, Villa Rosa. That albatross. Yeah. I, I hate that house. I'm so sorry. I can't. I, I'm not sorry. I freaking can't stand those two glass. It's like a clothing plate you, glass doors. I can't stand them. With those fucking swans. And all this, of the, the just, it looks like, I don't know. For some reason, sometimes it reminds me of Pee Wee's Playhouse. I don't know. It's it's like not real. I feel like we're on a set. Don't take Pee Wee's name in vain like that. That's oh, an insult to Pee Wee. Do you know that he and I have the same birthday? Oh, he would have been 71. Yeah. Um, Luckily, I'm not. So, yeah, her Villa Rosa house, I've never liked it. I hate it. I think it's I gross. hate the swing that I hate he made the swing. for her. I hate those fucking swans that she looks like she's giving a hand job to. 
I just think it's everything I hate. It's disgusting. <laughs> so it's located, though, in the Beverly Crest neighborhood. And it was bought by she and Ken for $12 million. And they say now that it's worth $20 million. I bet it is. I don't know. That seems like a lot. But I don't know. They got This must be a lot of maintenance on that thing. So much maintenance. The water bill alone. So the property is 8,801 square feet. And her neighbors are Lizzo, Harry Styles, Jessica Alba. And I put this note in here because on June 8th, 2023, it was announced that Lisa was having a new show in development. It's called Vanderpump Villa. It was greenlit by Hulu. What is this about? So I think it's like they're going to try and open up something is it like overseas? A, oh so it's, like it's a, not about her house where she no, currently lives i think it's like a, it's gonna be basically like a below deck but like for a house in like the south of france that's of why frank. i thought it might be like her house where she lives now like behind the scenes of like no. upstairs downstairs like <laughs> down now like rosita what rosita's doing right now rosita sorry <laughs> anyway before villa rosa um they sold their previous house which we saw where she lived across the street from adrian maloof and that was in the Beverly Park neighborhood, and they sold that for eighteen million. So they made quite a nice. I yeah. Yeah. Anyway, what else do we got? It looks like we have like some of this other stuff, like she's, her LGBTQ. She's very yeah. I think she's very good with that. I think she does a lot of good charity when it comes to stuff like that. She's got. She received the Golden Palm Star on the Palm Springs Walk of Stars. Very prestigious. They show that on the show, right? Yeah. yeah. In July of 2014, uh, the LGBTQ rights organization Equity California presented an Allied Leadership Award to Vanderpump in 2015. Awesome. Oh, this one I hate. The nonviolent protest march against the Yulin Dog Meat Festival. I don't know. Yeah, I I wasn't into this. This was a whole season I had to skip. I could not watch their documentary about eating dog meat in China. I get it. It's awful. I don't need to see that. I also didn't get... I just didn't get this whole thing. Like what we're telling, I don't, I don't know. I just, someone's going to murder me for saying something bad about this. So I'm just dogs. I have a dog, adopt a dog. I love it. But like, I just don't want to watch this. I don't want to watch this. And then she later spoke to Congress about the same subjects to bring to an end to the barbaric Yulin dog meat festival. And she produced the documentary, The Road to Union and Beyond in March of 2018. I I don't, I think everybody had. No, was that nominated for an Oscar short Mm, subject documentary? Definitely not. Definitely not. I don't know where it was even playing. No. I don't remember seeing it in my local documentary film. I, I, I think I skipped it. She yeah. joined Beverly Hills in 2010, which is the season it came on, and she allegedly now has been, uh, at the end of her tenor, was making 500000 per season. Yeah, that's a lot of money. That's, oh, yeah. I mean, do you think it's one of the highest? I think there's a few mil- I think now it's, you got your candies that are worth a million, but... I think, yeah, she was probably, I think this is probably accurate. I think she moved back to L.A., honestly, to get famous. And that is exactly what she did. I think she came back not for Pandy's Pepperdine, but I think she had a very clearly laid out plan. For Pandy's Pepperdine. She's an actress. She wanted to get on American television, and she sure was successful at it. That's just my, my thoughts. I, you know, she is good TV. Or she was for a while. She knows good TV. Yeah. I don't know. I just... I don't like her. I don't either. Like, I have a question. 
Why does she have all these dogs and chickens and ponies and swans and pigs and not the one goddamn thing, cat? It's that uptight British upper crust thing. Where is the cat? Does she hate cats? She hates cats. Ugh. I hate her then. Maybe she's allergic. And then she's got swans and pigs and mini horses? She's a pig. I'm sure she does. No, she's got those baby horses. Those baby ponies. What do you think of Ken? I think Ken's an asshole. Ken's a big asshole. And what is... I, I can't stand someone that has like a haircut he, of a beetle. Ken is also... He's mean. Meaning he, like one of the beetles. He wishes. He's mean. When he gets mad, he has a nasty strength. I've seen him yell. He yelled at poor Yolanda. He yelled at poor Kim. Yeah. I, I think he is mean. And he's a, as Kim Richards says, he's a crotchety old man. Do you know what somebody said about, or what he said in one of the episodes? Hmm. He said, people always get jealous all the time of Jiggy. People are jealous of his clothing and his beautiful face. Jiggies. How about you, Jiggy? Ugh. Okay, here's one of the worst things about Ken. Do you remember when Taylor, and I think maybe Kyle... Taylor was having trouble trouble in her marriage, mm-hmm. and she was talking about uh, going to therapy, trying oh, to go to therapy. And do you was, remember what Ken said? Oh, he was like, I, disgusted by it. He's like, I would never go to therapy. You don't need a therapist. He said, I wouldn't want my wife to go to therapy, and it's up to a man to make a woman happy. It's what just an all roses. It's for a Ken. sign of weakness, is what he said. He yells at women. I think he's a jerk. And I also can't stand Pandora. Stop trying to make Pandora happen. And I think Jason cheats on her. There, I said it. I wouldn't doubt it, but I don't mind Pandy, but I think Max is the shining star of that I family. I like Max. I actually really like her relationship with Max. I think it's a, it gives her a certain softness. That's why she has so all too. these animals. It's like that British way of like not really showing affection, so I just put all of my energy into my animals. I really do think she loves her children, though. Oh, I do, too. I really, really do. And that's one of the most shining moments that came through from watching, um, just and looking exclusively at Lisa. We didn't see her children around that much. But when we really? did, she was very happy and proud of, proud of them. Absolutely. I and like when, always crying when they about su- her children. When Max came and surprised her for her birthday and she just started crying Balling. at Villa Rosa. Like, it was touching. And we don't see that about every housewife. No. With their kids. So I thought well, that was good. Okay, I'll agree with that. What else? What else do we have? I mean, I almost think we just need to get into our moments because I don't even know. My favorite moments, most of them aren't even with Lisa. They're just kind of talking shit about her. And I really tried to follow... Yeah. The Bobby Fisher string of it all. And I ended up doing one of those red string charts and it just got to be too much. Yeah, for this me. one just took a lot. I came up with a lot of moments that I enjoyed watching with her. A lot of them were her looking terrible. And then she just runs away. All she does is run away. She is a complete runner. I found the original producing moment, I believe. Okay, is that what you're going to open up with? Yes. So it's season one, episode 12, turn, turn, turn. It's the first time we see Bobby Fisher in action. Lisa and Kyle are out for lunch. Kyle gets a text from Taylor that Russell is coming to drop her off, which sets Lisa off. This is at Villa Blanca. She's jealous that Kyle's been spending a lot of time with Taylor, and she wants Kyle to herself. Kyle wants... Lisa wants... To clear something up. You've known her for five minutes, she says. 
And Lisa starts to bring up how Taylor was alone with Camille in New York, and then Camille turns on Kyle. So she's starting to like stir like all of the pot with like the Kyle versus Camille. And she keeps telling, like, you need to bring this up with Taylor when she comes here. I remember that moment. Yeah. You need to tell her about it. And Kyle is not wise to this yet. No. She's Kyle, not. up until the end, was a defender of Lisa. Up until the end. Even when she knew. As she knew. I don't know. There were so <laughs> Even if times. she knew, she, knew, she wouldn't just, I don't want to say anything. I or if she wasn't getting enough attention. Lives. It was a time that, this isn't a moment, but there was a time that she was out to dinner with Dorit and Kyle and they were talking and then all of a sudden Lisa's like, that's it, I'm leaving. Yeah, she she does a lot of... If it's not about me, then I'm not going to be in the scene. So season one, episode 12, she's our first right out the gate she's producing. Yep, and she's super pissed. She's pretending she's not and she'll get her revenge on Taylor soon enough. Yeah. Also, she was the one that, on the season one finale, she was the one that was like, Kyle, you need to talk to your sister right now about oh, this, in the this car? and that. She was the instigator Where it took for her that. Mm-hmm. To go out and get in the car? Yep. Oof. That was she a was chilling rewatch, too. She moment one. Yes, it was. Okay, so mine's a little sunnier. And this is really, like, the only positive moment I think that I have <laughs> any feelings about, Lisa, is season one, episode one. Our introduction to her, which is life, the episode is titled Life, Liberty, and the Pursuit of Wealthiness. And this was like just the epitome of what we were going to get in Beverly Hills, which was the luxury mansions and Bentleys. And so the show opens like the very first beginning of anything in Beverly Hills in season one episode opens with Lisa. She opens the franchise. It all starts with her. And so we see her in her pink tight dress in her like little Chiron. Did you have a pussy bow? I don't think this one did, but she kicks up. I don't know if you remember in the first season when, you know, it just uh-huh. opens the show and she's kicking up her back leg with that tight pink dress on being all jazzy. Her and her little boy man, Cedric. So her, yeah, her opener is just really introducing herself to us and showing us her huge mansion in Beverly Hills. She says she loves living here and there's everything you need without ever having to go anywhere else in Beverly Hills. So we're introduced to her and Ken. She makes some funny comments and I think she thinks she's funnier than she actually is. I think but first season I thought she was funny. Yeah, we really, really thought she was. So she makes some quick comments about their sex life and how he 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 only gets sex on birthdays and anniversaries, but not her birthday. That's another day off. So we're introduced to Jiggy and all of the other furry friends in all of these beginning scenes. She tells us all about the bars and the clubs in London that she had. And we're introduced to Cedric, the fun gay friend. And immediately, we think this woman's interesting. She's got the full package. She's got gay friends, insane real estate, money, interesting career, British accent, which I love, constantly wearing pink. She tells it as it is. I just remember thinking I she was am the true interested. Breakout of season one. I am interested. So, and she was. She seemed like she was going to be really a lot of fun. Oh yeah, she and was. She actually is fun. She's just. Also, I mean, bitch. Always, always, (laughs) always calculating. Always trying to figure out what's in it for her. Yep. All right. So that was my first one. I'm going to go to season four, episode seven. Okay, I rewatched season four, that Carlton Joy season, and I did not hate it as much as I did originally that season. Yeah. I I don't know. Joyce could have been okay. I think Joyce could have, Joyce could have deserved a second season. Do you know that I found out in some notes, too, that 
Lisa, I think it was last year, 2022, said something about Joyce is still one of her best friends. They're really close now. They're very close. I didn't know that as well. Okay, so this one's season four, episode seven, Escape to B Mountain. I guess that was Bitch Mountain, but they couldn't say it. All right, they're in Palm Beach, which is Joyce's trip. They finish dinner, and Brandy is wasted. The tabloids have been posting that Mauricio has been having an affair, making Kyle really upset. And Candy has been, or, sorry, Brandy's been bringing it up all season, doing Lisa's dirty work. Brandy and Carlton are walking around the complex that night, trying to scare Lisa and Yolanda, who are rooming together, and Lisa and Yolanda are trying to scare them at the same time. So they all jump out and scare each other. Brandy's finishing chugging a bottle of white wine, which Lisa takes from her, and is like, she's acting like very motherly towards Brandy at this point, and kind of annoying. Like, if she wants to drink, let her drink. It's a vacation. Mm-hmm. Brandy then says to Lisa, wasted in front of everyone, I don't want you to strategize anymore. You can have it. And she repeats it again. And Lisa's like, oh, you're talking blah, blah, blah. And Yolanda clocks it and notices this. And you just see the cracks forming. Like Yolanda was smart about Lisa. She knew. She always knew. And that's who Lisa brought on Yolanda, but she knew. She kept her at arm's length. I mean, Lisa admitted she was more friends with Mohammed. Absolutely. But it just sort of was the crack. She had that tight friendship with Brandy. And she basically just used Brandy the entire time. Oh, 100%. So wait, that takes me right into my next moment. Absolutely. But my question is, Mm -hmm. that Palm Springs trip? Palm... It's Palm Springs. Palm Palm Beach. Beach. Palm Beach. Was Joyce's trip? That was Joyce's trip. Because my trip that I'm going to talk about was also Joyce's trip. So this one season housewife got two trips? She got two trips. Her husband was a producer. Oh, meatloaf. Yes. And he (laughs) was scouting out this property. So it basically had one main house and a bunch of villas. It was actually a really cool trip. Yeah. Or a cool place. Okay, so really, is that moment good? Are you good with that? I'm good. Okay, so piggybacking right on that moment is season four, episode 17. Lines in the sand. Puerto Rico. Also, Joyce's trip. So, this is more stuff about Kyle's marriage. That's right? what she was trying to do. She was trying to take down Kyle and Mauricio all so season. So, she's and still have doing it, do it in episode seven. Mm-hmm. She's still doing it in episode 17. Oh, yeah. So, this is when it was revealed by Brandy that Lisa had put some tabloids out when they were packing. She put them out on the table and said, You must bring those, basically. You need to bring those and bring it up Uh when we go to Puerto Rico about all of this. So anyway, so they're they're at the dinner on on the beach in Puerto Rico and this all comes out by Brandy. And Lisa, of course, as always, will say, well, that's ridiculous. She ran away. The heat got too much for her. Yeah. Anything negative about her. That's ridiculous. They have this very awkward dinner. Tensions are high because of this confrontation. And Kyle says... You know, she's going to confront Lisa, so she does. When Kyle says, did you do this? Did you tell her to bring the tabloids? I mean, I've never seen Lisa look more stone cold and scared. She looks guilty. Ken starts screaming at everyone. Lisa won't answer a single question thrown at her. This dinner is wild. So then Ken whisks her away and says, we're done. We're done. I think he accuses her of being an ambush. Yeah, yeah. So then... We cut to back at the 
uh, back at the room in Puerto Rico, Lisa and Ken are just like almost both like shaking. And I think it's because there's so much more we didn't even see. Because the dinner was pretty wild and everybody was screaming at each other. I love this moment. So we get this famous scene where we see Ken smoking a cigarette and Lisa takes it from him and starts just shaking and smoking it. And then she says, oh, sorry. I think she says the underdog bitter. Uh-huh. Or Ken says that? No, Ken One says the, that. Ken says, they're, all, they're all bitches. The underdog bit her. Brandy. And then Lisa starts actually crying because, I think because she got caught. Not because mm-hmm. she's sorry about anything. Ken's just pissed that his wife got called out. She's also blaming it up for the camera. When she does get caught, she does start to cry a bunch. And she's like, oh, Oh, yeah. she is. She, she plays, runs away and cries. And then she says everyone's treating her unfairly. She's a professional victim. Yeah. The jiggy is up. But this one is, yeah, the jiggy is up. But this one was funny because, I don't know, everybody always remembers that, like, shaking, crying cigarette. And it was, I think, one of the first times I had ever seen a housewife that you, like, didn't know smoke. That wasn't Luann. That wasn't Luann. <laughs> Even when you first saw her doing a cigarette, you were like, oh, my God. And now there's that whole Instagram account called Real Housewives Smoking, which you get those underground pictures, like Jenna Lyons. Okay, I need to see that. That's hilarious. Always. Oh, Dorit and PK are huge smokers. Yeah, but at least this was our first Lisa and Ken, and I and I loved it. Oh, so. That is a great. That's a classic moment. Yeah, that's a good one. All right, this one is. We're going back again. I got to go to season two, episode eleven. There's actually like a back to back two Lisa moments in it. One's funny, and one is just Lisa being manipulative bitch again. The first one is so she's having a tea party at her house. Proper tea. This is a very Kim-heavy season as well. Season two is... If you need a season of Beverly Hills to watch again, season two is amazing. Dark, but amazing. Lots of good Kim stuff. She's moving. She's not coming. And Lisa does this confessional where she's making fun of Kim in this American accent. Kim, Lisa does a really funny American accent, actually. I think she's actually kind of a good actress. I do, too. And she... Kim, I can't make it. Just doing Kim, and it was hilarious. But then it starts leading into Taylor coming up. Taylor's getting really mad at Lisa for, like, not really caring about her, saying, like, you can come and live here if Russell's being mean and do this. And Taylor calls her out, like, you don't like me. You're just saying this so you can look like a saint and make yourself look really good. Oh, 100%. She fucking hated Taylor. She hated Taylor. And she had no use for her. No. And then this heat starts turning on to Lisa, getting really upset. And so she slowly starts slipping in the things about abuse. She's sort of like whispering, saying it. And then she pushed Camille to say it. And that's where you get the famous Camille saying, like, we don't say he abuses you. But now we said it. Yeah. And that was all Lisa. She doing totally it. planted that idea in her head to say, it. if not, just told her, well, this is what you need to say. They showed later in season nine, episode six, there's unseen oh, yeah, 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 yeah. footage of Camille standing by the front door leaving and getting really mad at Lisa being like, you keep telling me to say this stuff. You keep telling me to say this stuff. Now I said it and you're throwing me under the bus and I'm leaving. Yeah. And it's she does. She tells people to say stuff. She set up the whole entire Munchausen's thing. I mean, clapped, to make Lisa Rinna look bad. She wants to make a different housewife look bad every season. We'll have to get into like just a tiny bit of the Vanderpump Rules of production as well. I'm not mad at that. Okay, so was that your last one? It's kind of my last one because then we got to get into that stupid Lucy Lucy apple juicy. So I'll have one more with that. Well, and also the Munchausens of it all. 
Yeah. Okay, so mine, I'm going to do a positive episode, and I kind of forgot about this one, and then I just looked, glanced down at it, and I was like, no, this is a really lovely, uh, we've ragged on her so much, but this is a good one. As I said before, I think she really loves her children, mm-hmm. and I enjoy seeing her with her children. So season seven, episode seven, it's called Expensive to Be Me, which I guess it's about Erica yeah. Shane. But Lisa has introduced us more in this season to her son, Max. And Max was adopted by Lisa and Ken as a baby. It comes to light that Max, at the age of 24, at this point, is interested in finding out who his birth parents are. And I think especially the birth mother. And he lets Lisa and Ken know this. And they actually agree to help him and look at um, unsealing the files. Mm-hmm. And they get up, end up getting connected with the adoption attorney that they originally worked with. So it seems to me that they adopted him while living in L.A. the first time. Okay. That's what it seems like to me. They're totally with, like... An American attorney in Beverly Hills or somewhere in California, at least. Maybe they went to Sacramento. I don't even know. But they're they're there meeting with an American person. So, but they did also mention that Max came on a plane. They okay. picked him up at the airport. So unclear whether he's from California, but they got him in the U.S. Um. Anyway, the the attorney's name is Karen, and Lisa in her uh, confessional, it's interesting, because she tells us several times she has felt threatened in the past by this, mm-hmm. that he will want to find his mother, and that Max belongs to him. And it's interesting, because Pandora says it, too. Max He's ours. Yes. He's ours. So it also comes to light that Max had been in foster care before he was adopted, and she heard of him, and she just wanted him. Mm-hmm. She wanted him. And she got him at, what is he, like six weeks? I think he was, he could have been several I, months old. I think he was, no, I think he was She said that. he was pathetic and small, and he, she just, she hurt, she, he wasn't a pretty baby, but she wanted him. He didn't peak when he was in And this born. is the very first time we ever see Lisa get emotional. And we're, we're in, see, except for when people are yelling at her and she runs away and smokes a cigarette, but this is season seven. I mean, we see her get emotional in a way, and she has to leave the room, again, mm-hmm. a runner, whether with his adoption training, she leaves the room at least twice because she can't handle it. She doesn't want to cry on camera. So emotional way of just feeling vulnerable about her son wanting to seek out something that she has no control over. And also just recalling what it felt like to adopt this baby way back when that she has grown to love so much. So, And then she bought him an apartment. <laughs> we see her tell the adoption attorney that um, she tried. Oh, this was this what I thought was really interesting. That she and Ken tried to adopt four more children when they lived in England and they were turned down for being too old. And then she said, I believe I was 35 at that time. That was insane to me. Yeah. I mean, my gosh. Yeah. So yeah, just, just, it's a nice, just this beautiful moment. And Oh, and another small moment of this was that, you know, they find out they're, they're reading about the parents of Max in, on paper Mm -hmm. and they find out that his father a little bit about his father and that he was a musician that's right because max played guitar and lisa tells us how max picked up a guitar at the age of 14 and he just instantly knew how to play and he was a natural so he's really enjoying this he knows who his parents are they're lisa and ken he was extremely lucky to have them but um I don't know. This was just a very human side of her that we don't often get to see. And they have so a I really lo- liked it. very loving nuclear family. They do. They do. 
And he did, she did buy them, him an apartment after that. But I believe it was a rental. I, nah, I she, she that was a kind. Right? I think she bought it. Really? She's Probably. Not paying, she's not throwing that money to rent. That's true. I think this just almost needs to bring it. I don't even know if it's like a favorite moment, but I think we, we need to get into the. Lucy, Lucy. I mean, we really do. It's kind of the straw that broke the camel's back. It's what got her off the show. Yeah. It, that season, she ran away permanently after that. That season was supposed to be this amazing season. We were all so excited. And then it was just a big nothing burger. But I rewatched the first ep- few episodes that she was on before she ran away and just basically remodeled her kitchen. And it was pretty compelling stuff, actually. So... There was a lot of like lunches and dinners between the other girls talking behind her back. Finally, just kind of giving her her come on. But now, unfortunately, this was really bad timing because her brother had just recently passed. Oh, and she blamed it all on that. Uh, yeah, her I know. behavior all on that. I will say, hurt people hurt people. That's that, that. I, I. I gave her a little bit of a pass for that. However, she wanted to make Dorit look bad that season. Because Very evident. Dorit gave a puppy away. Lucy Lucy Apple Juice was the dumbest what's like a horse breeders type of name gave it away instead of returning it back to Vanderpump Dogs why do you think she did that I don't know and that's actually the dumbest thing in the world because they always say when you adopt a dog from a kennel if you have to rehome it you need to bring it back here where you are no kill shelter you have to bring the dog back here so that was always very confusing to me Mm -hmm. they seem to say they told Lisa about it and Lisa seemed fine with it I don't really know how much Lisa I I I believe that Dorit really fucked up on that. I don't know. I almost feel like Lisa knew something, and they because they went and got the dog, right? They went and got the dog. Like she, I feel like somebody dropped the dog off somewhere. The second person then, rehomed the had to like get rid of the dog too, hmm. and they found out that's how because she dropped off the dog at a shelter and they chipped the dog and found that it was a Vanderpump pup. Hmm. So she. I freaking hated this season. I'm sorry. She, I was terrible. She claimed she did was like, I don't want to talk about it, and I don't, you know, I always forgive it. Let's not bring it up. Right. She then, was there to make Dorit pay, and she was going to use Teddy and Kyle to do it. Yes. Because Teddy, and especially Dorit Teddy, had a bad first season together, and she was going to use Teddy to do it. So they're all at at season nine, episode three called Sunshade in the Bahamas. Stupid name. They're all at the Bahamar. Oh, yeah. Very popular housewives jaunt. And the the first night there, they're having a party in Lisa and Dorit's room. And Kyle and Lisa are kind of talking about it a little bit off to the side. And Kyle makes a jab at it while Lisa Rinna walks up. And Vanderpump's like, oh no, we're not going to talk about it now. Mm-hmm. Lisa's radar. She Rina's, means I'm ready to talk about it. Pretty much. Rinna's radar goes up. So the next day at breakfast, Kyle, Teddy, and Rinna are having breakfast together. And Rinna's like, what is going on? I know there's a scoop. Tell me the scoop. They tell her the scoop. And Rinna's like, you guys are being totally set up to look bad and you're doing her dirty work. And she just totally clocks it because the same thing happened to Rinna. For Munchausen season, <sighs> which was all Lisa's doing to tell Lisa Rinna to do it, and Lisa Rinna has never forgiven Vanderpump. Well, Lisa Rinna never turns down a job. This is also true. 
And so Rinna has her doing her dirty work and just being like, I don't want to talk about it. And she is going to punish Dorit and she's going to make everyone else do it while she comes off looking scot-free. And it's it's annoying and I can't stand Teddy. As annoying as Teddy called her out on it. Even though Teddy was also pretty complicit in this in the beginning. Mm -hmm. She... She tried to redeem herself. She tried to. And she Because well, she, she did. had that friend. Was it John Blizzard or John Sessa? Oh, she was friends with John Blizzard? Ugh, are you, a, are you a Blizzard or a Sessa? Dr. John Sessa, do you mean? I think John Sessa was... John Blizzard was like the darker-haired Sorry, tanner you mean guy. Dr. John Sessa. Doc, John... <laughs> he kept insisting he was a doctor. I just remember how crazy it was to have John Blizzard it, it, and John It really Sessa. made my head spin after a while. And that last fight between her and Kyle... <sighs> It was, you know, the, the goodbye, Kyle. It was and like, that red hat that Kyle was wearing. That red fucking fedora. I'll never forget that red hat. Goodbye, Kyle. Show yourself out, darling. Yeah, it was. That's what she said. And they ran away. They both ran away. Do you we think really Kyle was them. coming in there to like... Well, everyone had to convince Kyle to go and do this. You know, this gave her major anxiety. Oh, yeah. She was always crying. Because they were all at lunch and she was wearing that same red hat. And then they, she basically drove right over and, like, took the cameras with her. Yep. And they showed that slow pan on Delisa's Villa Rosa house with, like, a swan. The ominous. The slow, ominous buildup to this last scene. I know big swans going to come for me, but swans are mean and I hate swans. And they constantly show her like giving that swan like a neck hand job when he was injured and I wanted to die. You don't like swanny Kate? I hate that swan. (laughs) Do not. Oh my God. Do you have any other favorite moments? I mean, favorite's not even the right word. Just uh, the Bobby Fisher of it all. I'll tell you what. I struggle with thinking, is she a good housewife? Because my feeling is I can see right through most of this stuff at this point and better to keep her on Vanderpump where she's can just be the puppeteer. I always liked her more on Vanderpump than I did on Beverly Hills. And they don't really need her on there as much. She can throw in, make an appearance every once in a while. And then she's not really involved in like the drama. She's more of like the counselor of everybody and like leave her over there like... Ooh, sorry. Oh, sorry. Siren. Siren. I always liked her better on Vanderpump Rules because she didn't have to do a lot. Exactly. I mean, it seems like, from my point of view, she's also, you know, coordinating some of those things. Oh, of course she is. <laughs> but then we don't care because we just want those people to be monsters that they are. Exactly. So and she's actually a good... That's pro- my feeling. She's a good producer on Vanderpump Rules, but on Beverly Hills, she's it just not, became too much. She's not that great of a housewife. And I know that's going to be, like, not the best opinion, but I don't think she's, like, one of the best of all time at all. No. Okay, well, let's get into our burning questions. Okay. All right. Does production like her? I mean, they must like her. I mean... Somebody must like her. They keep giving her shows. I know these are different production crews and stuff, but does, does no, Beverly Hills... No, I think it's the same production company. Then, yeah, I think they do. I think she's also very professional. I think she shows up and she does her job. Yeah. Agreed. I mean, this is, this is her job. It's she her came job. to Hollywood to be famous. This is true. Um, does Andy like her? I think Andy appreciates her. I don't know that he's going to call her. For, like, you know, let's go out to the Hamptons together. But I think he appreciates her mark that she made on Bravo. Okay. I would say he probably doesn't like her that much. Okay. (laughs) But that's just, I don't know why. I just don't, I don't see them gelling that much. Oh, I could see that. 
Is she fashionable? I don't like her style, no. so I'm going to say no. It's just a lot of, like, satin blouses. and I like her crisp dresses that she wears. She looks fantastic. She's got a killer body. She's got a killer body. So, yeah, I mean, what do you... Th- uh, we already talked about Villa Rosa. Yeah. And what, no. do you, what do you think of her home? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we don't need to say anything else about it. We're done. Is she fun to drink with? I bet if you could get her off camera and knock a few back with her, then she's fun. Yeah, I, I I think she actually can be a really good there time. There were times on vacation when you saw them all like in hotel lobbies, like running up and down the aisles. I she think, did a space cake. I think camera's off. She's a fun drinker. Do you think she does like pot? She and Ken are over there doing a gummy. Sure, absolutely. I do too. What do you think her cocktail of choices? Rosé. Rosé. Lavender pump rosé. Tea. She's always having tea. I think tea. And I drink my tea the exact same way as she does. You like cream, you like milk and your tea? Milk and sugar. Oh, I don't like milk and tea. Yeah. I like a Yorkshire gold. Favorite TV show? Oh. Or boy. movie? Do you think she watches TV? I mean, I think she's watching you all think these she housewives. Wa- she watches all the housewives. Do you think she watches like Grandchester on like BBC or? No, I can't really see that. I could see maybe like something crazy like American Idol or is that even on? No, Dancing with the Stars. Yes. Yeah. Those kinds of things. She probably doesn't watch a lot of TV. I don't think she has time. No. Uh, do you think she's a good tipper? Yes, excellent. Yeah, absolutely. I think she tips fat. I believe that. What kind of mom is she? I think she's a good mom. She's not an almond mom. No, she's not. A, she's a strict. She's a British mom. I don't think she's that strict either. I think she's just like, don't be home too late. Three a.m.'s fine. Like I, I don't know that she's. I don't, I don't know. That she's know. I feel like kids got a lot of freedom. I think she's very loving, though. Loving I think as she's hell. very warm mother to them. I do because I think that's she didn't have that, and that's like what she wanted to have. Like, oh, I'm going to do this for my. I kids actually like completely that. agree with that. I think she 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 didn't maybe raise them like she didn't teach them how did. to. Put, I don't know, maybe a little bit, but I think she was there. I don't think when they came running into her kids. bed at night. You know. I don't think so. I'm sure they had one, but I don't think that it was like British boarding school and nanny raised them. I'm not she, sure. I don't think yeah. she had like a, the kids had a Caroline Stansberry upbringing. Caroline Stanberry, you mean? Sorry, yes. <laughs> Damn. And she on your Mount Rushmore. No, not for no. me. People seem... To, People love her, though. She's on, I think, a lot of people. She's very polarizing. Yeah. It's sort of like that, like, it's like Teresa kind of thing. Like, <sighs> people get really... She's got a team of fans. Do you think she buys some of her... Do you think she's got some bots that she pays for? Yeah, absolutely. I think she's got, like, a lot of, like, other types of people out there doing her dirty work, too. <laughs> All is she a good friend? No. No, she's she, a terrible friend. I wrote down, she is absolutely not a girl's girl. I either. Think, she will go right behind your back and like... Who are her friends? Mohammed and Ken. Yeah, she's not having any friends. No. PK? Yeah. It's I mean, all no, men. It's all like couple friends too. It's not like... She, her, she's not She doesn't friend. have a girlfriend that she calls. Do you relate to her? No. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> Other than like, I don't know, I like food and restaurants, but I don't even know if hers are good at all. I've heard Tom Tom has the best food out of all of them, but whatever. I mean, buffalo cauliflower, great. Goat cheese balls. I'm dying to try them. 
We tried we tried them once. It was an yeah. epic fail. Republican or Democrat, I think it's pretty clear that she's a Democrat. But I, think I so. but I also I don't think she votes. Is she a citizen? I was just gonna ask you that. Is that a burning question? I guess that's a burning question that we did not find out. That's a fail. Yeah, that's I don't know. Sorry, I would say everyone. she leans more. I think. I mean, she's so with gay rights, and I think I would say she would vote Democrat. Yeah. Does she donate work for charities? Yeah, I think she's a hundred percent a very charitable person. I think she gives a lot of money away. I think her cause is it's I, probably mostly freaking pets, but you know what? I really like Vanderpump Pups. I mean, did you watch the TV show? No, no, I'm not interested at all. Uh, does she? Do you think she was? Well, this is a hard question. Do you think they were a fangirl before they came on? Yes, I think she did. I, th- I yes. think she studied it. I don't think she was a fangirl, but I think once she I think she, she knew she wanted on, to be on Housewives or I think a Bravo TV show. Once she got on Housewives, yes. I think she studied everything. Yeah, but it was pretty early on in the beginning. It was on four seasons, four years before the first one was two thousand six. This year, two thousand ten. I think I think she was a fan. Not a fan girl, but I think she was like she knew exactly what she was doing. Do you think she they, she gives good confessionals? I think they're okay. I don't love her confessionals at all. I'm going to say they're like she thinks they're really good. She thinks she's so funny. And oh, oh no, very giant airplane going by, <laughs> flying to O'Hare. That's a little low. So sorry. Um. I think she thinks she's very smart and gives amazing confessionals, and she's funny. And I think she is about fifty percent of the time. Fifty percent of the, I forty percent of the time. I think she is mean, and then she says something, and she's like, "That's oh, British. That's humor. It's yeah. British humor." I'm, I've watched yeah. plenty of British things. It's not that British. Humor. You're not that funny. You're not that funny. Yeah. So that's mm. what we got for burning questions. Yeah. That's all I care about her. Although I do think, I don't know, that 90 million, I, I, I sort of feel like there's a little house of cards there. Oh, I feel like there's definitely a house of cards. I'm trying to figure out where it's coming from or who they're not paying. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, there's not. I mean, like, there's not. Okay, what what is it? What is it? There's got to be a lot more properties. There's got to be something. 90 million? I couldn't find the other properties, but like, I mean, somebody. There's got to be where investments or something. It just seems like a lot. Like she at one time was like the richest housewife. No, no one's ever been richer than Carol, right? I don't. I think so. I think mm. Carol's like sixty million. Mm. So Lisa's. This is Lisa and Ken combined, though. Yeah. This is this their the powerhouse Todd couple. I. I don't know. There's just something like that. Sort of. Is it just all that rosé and Vanderpump rules too? And she probably takes a cut out of every single one of those people's. I mean, she came to the table with a ton of money. She had a twelve yeah. million dollar house, or bought twelve million dollar house, and sold uh, the other for eighteen. I will say, I went into this thinking that everything was a house of cards with her completely, mm-hmm. and I think after doing some research, that I think she does actually have some real money, and it's not as big of a house of cards as I thought. Okay, but it is still there's something going on that I don't quite understand. I think that we'll never truly understand Lisa no. Vanderpump. No, I don't know that I want to. No, I need a little more like tenderness. I think on those seasons of Beverly Hills that were sort of like those bunk years of Beverly Hills, like she was the root of like trying to do too much producing. Oh, it just got boring. All right, what's your rose and thorn? Oh, this is hard. 
I mean, my, I, my I rose is that, I mean, she has cool restaurants and she brought us Vanderpump rules That's and my she's rose. got a beautiful accent. That's my rose. She got a beautiful us. accent. Vanderpump rules. Yeah. She had it. the foresight to know that these people needed a show. Yeah. Fuck yes. And that's the producing I like on Lisa. Yeah. And my thorn is her bad British humor. All of her jokes are just mean, low-hanging fruit. Yeah. She's not funny. She's mean. I put calculating and not a girl's girl. I agree. She turns against, like, her closest girlfriends. But I guess we hope she lives happily ever after. Chiron? Oh, my Chiron for Lisa. Got to come up with these, but I'm gonna. The Jiggy is up. Yeah, or Jiggy's mom. I don't know. I don't know. The only one I came up with was something that we actually didn't talk about at all. Ken, so the party this, planner, or who's the party planner? Oh God, I, I forgot. <laughs> I forgot that guy's name. That guy. Oh God, sorry. I just got that guy's flash of his face she, in she. my. She 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 she. So, you know, there was this whole, like, thing, if you read it online, and also sometimes you would rush, you'd bump into some of her British friends in Beverly Hills, and they would call her Pinky. Pinky. They would call her Pinky, because she apparently, I thought that in England, when she lived there, that that was her nickname. You know, like, Dorinda, when she lived there, they called her Doris. Yeah. And when Madonna lived there, they called her Madge. Mm -hmm. Whatever. I was like, it's Lisa, they called her Pinky. But then I later read somewhere that she really tried to push that name for herself. And she wanted to go on Vanderpump or go on Beverly Hills Housewives as Pinky. Like, I own the color pink. And like, my name is going to, we're going to be, we're all going to call me Pinky whenever you see me. But the only people that actually really did it, I saw like maybe that Martin guy. Maybe Mohammed or Pinky. It was like some of her British friends. She but couldn't make pink happen. She didn't really make it happen with the Americans. That's for sure. So that was my Chiron. Just Pinky. Hmm. All right. Pinky. Pinky. Bad producer. Yeah. That would be another one. <sighs> That's gl- what we got. I'm glad to have Lisa off my plate. Yeah. Lisa was a big hurdle to jump. She There's just... There's a lot of seasons... Every single... I mean, you should see our notes. They're insane. Like writing a novel. Yeah. And she's hasn't even been on for quite some time. She was on nine seasons. Yeah. Eight and, and a half. Or nine and a half. Yeah. That's pretty lengthy. Yeah, she had a good tenure. She was... She knew her place more and maybe didn't fight some with Adrian. Mm, that's the one I can't wait to get into is oh, Adrian Malouf. All right, well... Let's wrap this up. Follow us on Once Upon a Housewife PC. Five star rate and review us. You know what to do. Tell your friends. Tell your neighbors. Yes, we appreciate you listening. Until next time, just wonder who we're going to cover next. Bye. Bye.